The following content is explicit. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Red Rum Podcasters. I'm Kristen. And I'm Natasha. And this is where we talk about the true crime, the spooky, and the kooky. Yeah. I like that. (laughs) So how have you been, Natasha? Uh, I've been okay. I need to probably apologize because I'm sure I have my sexy phone voice on because allergies are crazy. And all like last week and this week, I've just been really, you know, sneezy and runny nose and like my throat feels funny and I sound pretty manly. (laughs) So I assure you I have not grown a dick. I just sound manly today. But other than that, it's just been chaos and all of that fun stuff. Never a dull moment. I know how that goes. Yeah. Football. And now he wants to upload stuff to YouTube and work and husband's working like all the time. He only gets like one day off and he works really long days. So I've been doing all of the work work and then all of the housework and trying to go to the store and getting the kid to football and doing all this other crap. It has just been like, bullshit is what it's been welcome to my life yeah like ben's been working six days a week here recently and grocery pickup has been my best friend because i can just load the girls into the car on a saturday and go pick up all of our groceries But that's like in the next town right yeah but the little one she naps the whole time and then it gives me a second to get him some like lunch that i don't have where do you get them from Walmart. Walmart. Because I've heard people go to Kroger, too. Yeah. I usually just do Walmart because I usually need diapers or formula, and it's just a lot Uh, easier for me. Yeah, I don't have that problem anymore. I also like it because I can see, like, a running total of my weekly groceries instead of, like, getting to the checkout and seeing, like, the sticker shock whenever you... Yeah. And I can't browse. I can't browse and get stuff that we don't need either. Yeah, that'd be good thinking. So, like, I've noticed, like, as far as, like... I could do that, but that's, like, a half an hour, at least a half an hour drive. And then they had construction on the way there, so then it's, like, 45 minutes on the way home. Yeah, I haven't done it yet with the construction going on right now. Yeah, the construction's going to be close to my road here soon, like, by the end of the day. So, I'm always looking for, like, a new way to get around it. Why don't you go by the uh, golf course? Because I have to go to Bloomington. Oh, never mind. So to get home, I either have to go Gosport or like go through the construction or find the back roads on the other side of town and then cross over the highway. Or to get to Bloomington, I have to go all back roads or like down Whitehall. I was trying to help you and not triangulate your you know location, but okay. <laughs> they, are, they already know our town. Like we've said it before. I, good, I took it out. Oh, did you? Oops. I'm pretty sure I took it out. But... Um, so yeah, like I have to do that and where speech therapy is today is not really an easy place for me to go around the construction all the way. That is awful. Hopefully I can find a way. I think I know a way that I'm going to go, but it's going to take me some extra time. It's either that or I sit through like 20 minutes of construction. Yeah. But is it 20 minutes worth of back roads? Yeah. I don't know. I'll decide whenever I get in. Try to figure it out. But, um, yeah, that's about all that's going on with us. I mean, it's still, I mean, it's the same shit, different day, right? Yep. Same shit, different week, but. Living the life. We're looking forward to uh, Father's Day, which yeah. if this shows you any way of like how early we're recording this Sunday is Father's Day. Um, and so we're, my brother-in-law made a shooting bench for his dad. So we're going to sight in our guns for the year and have a little bit of fun with that. Heck, that sounds fun. I don't. Clark's working. Yeah. And he'll be working 10 plus hours. I got him a little present and me. I can't stand not giving it to him. So I already gave it to him. I'm the same way. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I got you a present. Do you want it now? Yeah. Like, and then he laughed because he looked at it. He was like, wait a minute. This is a gift for you too, isn't it? And I was like, you bet your ass it is. I got him this like variety pack for like making jerky. 
I get jerky too. Nice. And he has to make it. So he got the short end. I can't remember what it was for. I think it was for Valentine's Day. I got Ben like a whiskey making kit. And he goes, but this takes work. <laughs> and he still hasn't used it. Uh, but Now Clark does make jerky. Like when he has time, he really enjoys doing it. And I thought he was out of the old flavors. So I got him new ones. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he's still got the old ones. He just hasn't had time to do it. So I kind of felt bad. But, you know, it's tight. I couldn't afford to get him much. And so I just got him. And he never gives me any hints. That's the same way with Ben. And so last week after his surgery, we ended up going to Kohl's. And he found a couple things that he wanted to buy, like a pair of sandals and like a new Under Armour pullover. And he's like, I just want to get these things real quick. And I was like, okay. And so we get to the checkout and then I just kind of like skirted right in front of him and like put my card in. And I was like, he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, happy Father's Day. (laughs) That's awesome. But maybe I should do that. That's the best way to do it with him because I never know what he's going to like, what he's going to want. If he wants something, he'll just buy it for himself. Yes. Yes. And so I'm like, you've got to stop doing that close to like holidays because I'm, I need to know what you need or want. I do have to say, because we are recording in advance and I know when this episode's going to drop. Happy 4th of July, everybody. Oh yeah. Happy 4th of July. Yeah. This drops on the second. So. Oh. Everybody have a safe 4th of July. Don't lose any fingers. (laughs) That's exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) Don't lose any fingers. Or toes. Don't get alcohol poisoning. What's that joke about the guy that was in the wheelchair with like all the fireworks and he starts like rolling away or something? You don't remember that? There's not a joke. It's just a video online. But it's funny. What is that about? It's funny because he can't get away from the exploding (laughs) TNT underneath him. (laughs) I can't help it. Because he's crippled. I'm morbid, all right? (laughs) I would have paid to see it. I actually, I was at a, party one time whenever I was in high school and my boyfriend at the time thought it would be hilarious to take a whole pack of firecrackers and light them and then throw them underneath the metal chair that I was sitting in. He thought it was going to spark a reaction and it didn't. I just sat there with like a straight face and he goes, really nothing? And I was no asshole. I saw you do it. I knew what was going on because because if you're from the country, you know how much fun it is to throw a firecracker in a pond. Oh, yeah. And watch it explode underneath the water because it hasn't gotten wet enough to, like, not explode. So that's what we were doing. And then he decided to take a whole pack of firecrackers and throw them underneath my chair. That's, like, begging for it. Yeah. It's like, you're just lucky I didn't catch on fire. Like, your ass would have been grass. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, so are you ready to get into today's episode? Yeah. We just got to remember at the end uh, to give them updates on some stuff. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll take care of that in the ending housekeeping. All right, Um, all right. I'm excited. So. Because I actually know the topic. I didn't read the thing, but I read the topic, so I know. (laughs) So what's your topic for today? So mine is like spook spook, but on top of it just being spook spook, it's also my experience that I had. Yeah. I know you've told me some of yours, but like, I know I probably don't know the extent of all of them. And I swear if you tell the ones that happened in my house on this podcast. Oh, not not yet. We're not there yet. Okay. This is when I visited the Ohio State Reformatory. Oh, I remember you telling me that you did that, but I don't think you told me the full story of it. It's interesting. So I'm pretty pumped about it. Mine is over the FBI's top 10 most wanted list. Oh, I'm so excited. So... I'm excited about that one. Or top nine. Don't give it away, Natasha. (laughs) They don't know which one it is. They will eventually. (laughs) And there's some on here that like, now that I've like read what it was about, I really want to like dive deeper and figure out what the whole story is. So they might lead to some more because there's there's some where you're just like, okay, whatever. But then there's some where you're like, okay, like. Like shoe burglars. (laughs) God, that is the best. <laughs> I love that story. Bring it back last week. <laughs> Let's just uh, reference previous. Yeah. But so it was anyways, so funny. I know. They're so stupid. I loved it. That was probably so far. That's probably been my favorite. So just a warning. I may butcher some names oh. and or may leave out like middle names because they're way too hard to pronounce. <laughs> 
no problem. I'd probably do the same thing. So just as a disclaimer, if you have any information on any of these people, please contact the FBI. Yes. You can find it on their website. Do a good deed. (laughs) Do a good deed. Are you ready to get into it? Yeah, let's do it. So we're going to go from 10 to 1. Okay. So number 10 is Jose Rodalgo Villarreal Hernandez, Woo. a.k.a. El Gato. Oh, yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. So, I recognize that one. So real quick, do you know what El Gato means in Spanish? Isn't it like the goat? No. Like the cat? It's the cat. The cat. I knew it was something. The animal. <laughs> yeah, so a.k.a. the cat is wanted for alleged involvement in interstate stalking and conspiracy to commit murder for hire of a 43-year-old male in South Lake, Texas. He allegedly holds an active leadership role in a drug trafficking organization. Dear God, he's well-rounded. Update, this guy has been captured. <laughs> Yay! I have wanted to use the sound box for so long. <laughs> <laughs> it worked perfect. So, yes, this guy has been captured. I don't have any other update besides that. Good work, FBI. Yeah, good, good work, FBI people. And all those who contributed. So, number nine is Ruha Ignatova. And she is wanted for her alleged involvement in a large-scale fraud scheme. Starting in 2014, Ignatova and others are alleged to have defrauded billions of dollars from investors from all over the world. She was the founder of OneCoin Limited, a company that marketed a purported cryptocurrency. She allegedly made false statements and representations to people who to solicit investments in OneCoin. She allegedly instructed victims to transmit investment funds to OneCoin accounts in order to purchase OneCoin packages, having the victims send wire transfers. Through this scheme, OneCoin is believed to have defrauded victims out of more than $9 billion. That's insane. I mean, it's such an easy scheme nowadays because everybody's into this cryptocurrency. She's like the crypto queen. I mean, my husband has investments in a cryptocurrency. Really? He bought them for like... That doesn't surprise me, actually. fractions of a penny per share. I I don't think I could do it. I mean, we. Just, I mean, he only invested like twenty bucks, and I think our highest that it's been has been thousands of dollars. Dang. Yeah, and Dang. so we just leave it in. Yeah, you never know what it's gonna do. It went up really high because um, Elon Musk tweeted about it one time. Oh yeah. So everybody was buying stocks, so our shares were like high. That's awesome, though. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. So, like, watch it just skyrocket from one tweet. But I do find it kind of odd that, like, she made the top 10 most wanted and there's no violent crime. But she also defrauded nine bill- yeah. billion with a B. Yeah, but I just feel like to be on the top 10 most wanted, like, you got to be, like, bad bitch. Like, brutal. Um, like, I get the guy with the drug ring and, like, so, attempted murder or whatever. We're going to post pictures of these people. This She looks like a bad bitch. Oh, okay. Well, at least she looks the part. Dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, number nine is Alejandro Rosales Castillo. And he is wanted for his alleged involvement in the murder of a co-worker in Charlotte, North Carolina in 2016. The female victim's vehicle was located at a bus station in Phoenix, Arizona on August 15th, 2016. And on August 17th, 2016, the victim's body was located in Cabarrus, North Carolina, with a gunshot wound to the head. Wait, so you make the top 10 most wanted for murdering one person? Um, That just seems like a normal run-of-the-mill murder. It has a lot to do with potential fleeing Oh, uh, yeah, good point. I've noticed that with, with the murderers on this list, it's a lot to do with the fact that they're trying to flee. So basically, criteria to make the top 10 most wanted is have a name that's kind of hard to pronounce and do something wrong. Could be jaywalking. 
I think a lot of the reason why this one is in the top 10 is because her car was found in a different state. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. So, number seven is Wilver Viegas Palomino. Whew. And he is a ranking member of the National Liberation Army, a.k.a. the ELN, and is wanted for drug trafficking activities for the ELN Northeastern Warfront in the Catatumbo region of Colombia and in Venezuela. His federal arrest warrant was issued after he was charged with narco-terrorism, cocaine distribution conspiracy, and international cocaine distribution. Now that sounds like a bad dude. Just all the powder. Do you know how much money that dude's probably got? Enough to flee. Fuck. Enough to make the top. Maybe 10 I most should change. Pro- I should change professions. <laughs> no. <laughs> Who likes snow? <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh shit! I'm going to hell. Okay, so this next name is ridiculously hard to pronounce. So this is number six. Okay, here we go. Bahada, Bahada, mm. Bahadrash Kumar Patel. The first guess. name is spelled B-H-A-D-R-A-S-H-K-U-M-A-R. Is he Middle Eastern? I think so. And he is wanted for allegedly killing his wife by striking her multiple times with an object while they were both working in a donut shop in Hanover, Maryland <laughs> on April 12, 2015. <laughs> I would not have guessed the donut shop. That is oh just like, my God. Yeah, that's like the most random like little like donut like, shop. You work at a donut shop and you get your ass beat. Yeah, they both worked at the same donut shop, and he killed his wife in it. Like, what'd she do? Just, like, not form the donuts the right shape? I have no idea. So, a local arrest warrant was issued for first-degree murder, second-degree murder, first-degree assault, second-degree assault, and dangerous weapon with intent to injure. The federal arrest warrant was issued after Patel was charged with unlawful flight to avoid prosecution. Wait, can you have first- and second-degree Yes, so convictions. the re- so not a because con- I thought the difference was like your intent. So he is charged with those for the sole reason you'll see it a lot. Like people will be like, like one or the other, so you at least get something. Yeah, okay. Like, so like if the jury doesn't feel like it is like the intent there was strong enough to make it first degree, they'll vote second degree, and then you still get them on some kind of murder. My guess is going to be that she got her ass kicked in a donut shop. It's probably second degree because there wasn't a lot of planning. Mm-hmm. It's probably yeah. he got pissed, but it's also patriarchy. He beat her ass. So first degree murder, your planning could literally be literally be a second of deciding to pick up a knife. But he beat her to death. There, there was no well with something. I mean, this poor girl's just making donuts. But he beat her with something. It could literally be the act of picking up the object. Is your uh, is your pre planning? I was thinking he was like throwing hands. No, because. One of his charges was dangerous weapon with intent to injure. So now we are into our top five. Ooh, so do they rank these number ones, the biggest badass? Or is it just there's 10 slots and you just like throw them up there as they come in? Do you know? I don't know. I would assume it's from like degree of how bad they want these people. Yeah. I'm thinking the fraud lady is not violent. Because, like, Osama bin Laden was number one for the longest time. Okay, so maybe it is by how much we want you. Yeah. So now we're into our top five. So number five is Yulon Andane Archaga Karyas. Dear God, I'm glad you're reading these. (laughs) And he's charged federally in the Southern District of New York with racketeering conspiracy cocaine importation conspiracy, and possession and conspiracy to possess machine guns. As the alleged leader of MS-13 for all of Honduras, Archaga Carias allegedly controlled MS-13 criminal activity in Honduras and provided support and resources to the MS-13 enterprise in Central America and the United States with firearms, narcotics, and cash. 
Archaga Karyas is also allegedly responsible for supporting a multi-ton loads of cocaine through Honduras to the United States and for ordering and participating in murders of rival gang members and others associated with MS-13. This case is being investigated as part of the Joint Task Force of Vulcan. So I had to look it up because I didn't know what MS-13 was. MS-13 is an international criminal gang that originated in Los Angeles, California in the 1980s. Dang. So this boy is loading truckloads okay. of cocaine. You said multiple tons, correct? <laughs> yes. Okay, I thought maybe I misheard you. And, oh, I had another question. Oh, what exactly is racketeering? So racketeering is the act of acquiring a business through illegal activity and operating a business with illegally derived income or using a business to commit illegal acts. So like a money laundering yeah, business that's or racketeering. threatening somebody and taking their business. That dude's into some stuff, man. Yeah, he's like, he's in deep. Like he's into like everything. We got guns. We got drugs. We got this racketeering thing. I mean, he's just all over the place. And didn't you say there was like murder somewhere in there? Yeah, for the murder of rival gang members. Yeah. So, I mean, he's literally just like all over the board. Everywhere. That's, my, that's why he made the top five. And he's yeah. got that crazy name. Yeah. <laughs> the higher on the list, the crazier the name. <laughs> um, actually not. This next one's really easy oh, to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> So, number four is Alexis Flores. He is wanted for his alleged involvement in the kidnapping and murder of a five-year-old girl in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The girl was reported missing in late July of 2000 and was later found strangled to death in a nearby apartment in early August of 2000. Oh, that sucks. I know. That's a, that's a downer. Sorry. And he's you know, not been caught yet? That's why we do mine first. Dang it. Could we not have caught that bastard first? The hell with Mr. Cat. Cat in the hat over there could just keep on doing his thing. Mr. Cat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so number three is Omar Alexander Cardenas. And he is wanted for his alleged involvement in the murder of a man that occurred on August 15th, 2019 in a large outdoor shopping center in Silmar, California, immediately next to Los Angeles. It is alleged that he he fired several rounds from a semi-automatic handgun at the victim, striking him in the head and causing his death. A local arrest warrant was issued for Cardenas on April 3rd, 2020, in the Superior Court of Los Angeles County after he was charged locally with murder. A federal arrest warrant from the United States District Court, Central District of California, was issued for Cardenas on September 2, 2021, after he was charged with unlawful flight to avoid prosecution. Now, that's not like as bad, but I just feel like these crimes, I mean, other than the guys that have their hand in like 40 different cookie jars... I don't seem that, it just seems like a run-of-the-mill thing, but I guess if he's, like, right next door to L.A. and he's clearly running, I guess my question would be, is the best way or is the only way to draw attention to a person multi-statewide to put them on the list? I don't know. I think part of it is, like, trying to get their face out there in case they try to go to an airport. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To fly. Well, I didn't know if there was like, because there's like an FBI database, right? Yeah. Like just, a, but I don't know what's in it. But they also use conspiracy people. I do not know what's in it. <laughs> Government. I do not know what's in it. But they could use aliases. So, you know, just having their face out there like yeah. that too, because a lot of them will try to fly to a country that does not extradite. Yeah, that's true. Because they're a bunch of. So. We're in our top two. Who's the runner up? (laughs) The runner up. (laughs) The runner up is. So number two is Donald Eugene Fields II. Wow, that's an easy name. I know. (laughs) He looks in his picture. He's creepy. Yeah. 
Uh, he's wanted for the alleged sex trafficking of at least. Oh. Yeah. Might want to put a disclaimer. Sorry. Of at least one child in Missouri between approximately 2013 and 2017. It is alleged that he did knowingly attempt to recruit, entice, harbor, transport, provide, obtain, maintain, patronize, and solicit a person whom he believed was under the age of 18 years and would be co- and would be caused to engage in a commercial sex act. On December 8, 2022, a federal arrest warrant was issued for Donald Eugene Fields II in the United States District Court for the Eastern District of Missouri, St. Louis, Missouri, after being charged with sex trafficking of children. Okay, yeah, we need to catch this fucker. So anybody who's got any information... Fork it over because he is a fucking monster. Yeah. Sorry. I don't I don't do the kid thing. <laughs> it's a little over the line there. Now that fucker deserves to be up there. Yeah. Oh. Are you ready for number one? Okay. Shake off Let that me one. Shake off that disaster. Okay. So Arnaldo Jimenez is wanted for allegedly killing his wife on May twelfth, twenty twelve, the day after their wedding. He allegedly stabbed his wife to death in his, in his black four-door 2006 Maserati, then allegedly dragged her body into the bathroom tub of her apartment in Burbank, Illinois. Oh, Jimenez, did he her up? Jimenez was charged with first-degree murder by Circuit Court of Cook County, Illinois, and a state warrant was issued for his arrest on May 15, 2012. A federal arrest warrant was issued by the United States District Court Northern District of Illinois Eastern Division on May 17, 2012, after Jimenez was charged federally with unlawful flight to avoid prosecution. Okay. Yes. Dude's a dirtbag. Yes. Poor lady. Dear God. Just got married and then got axed like the next day. But that fucker at number two needs to be number one. Just saying. Agreed. 100%. But, like, on the plus side, it wasn't that the guy killed her, drug her up to the bathtub, and chopped her to pieces. Or didn't say that he did. Yeah, like I said, there's some of these that I'm going to potentially look into more to see if I can find more information and make more episodes on. Because I'm just like, man, you just get married and the fucker kills you the next day? Please tell me there's a prenup. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't work for her. Well, it could go the other way. Maybe she was filthy rich. Maybe. And he was a mooch. Maybe she bought the Maserati. Yeah. And he was just driving it. Could be. Yeah, so that is your FBI like, top you, 10 most wanted list. Why would you marry someone and then kill them the next day? Money, 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 money. Maybe there wasn't a prenup, so it was all about the money, 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 money. True, but like you'd still want to like, fake it for a little bit you know and make it seem like you're happy because if you just kill him the first night i mean that's obvious what do i say the husband always did it the husband always so he had to become the husband before he could do it (laughs) (laughs) that's a good point (laughs) welcome to this week's inner bitchin our topic for today is birds with the largest eggs, number one. Ostrich. Number two. Cassowary. Number three. Emus. Number four. Greater Rio. Number five. Imperial penguin. <laughs> and welcome back from the inner bitchin'. Natasha, are you ready to tell your story? I am. I think it's going to be kind of spooky, hopefully. It was spooky as hell for me when it happened, but I'm going to give you some background and some other stuff first, and like my stories will be like towards the end, so that way we kind of have, you know, some info, you know what's going on with it beforehand. Okay. Okay. So, this week, I'm talking about the Ohio State Reformatory. In Mansfield, Ohio, there is a building that still stands even after its many years of dark history. This building is known as the Ohio State Reformatory, or another name for it is the Mansfield Reformatory. I have personally done a ghost hunt in the facility, like an overnighter. So I think we got there at 
I want to say like five or six o'clock in the evening and we stayed till like four or five o'clock in the morning. It was it was pretty crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, it was it was definitely spooky. So the design was developed by a Levi Scofield of Cleveland and they broke ground in 1886 and housed 154,000 inmates over 94 years. Levi chose limestone to be the building material and we all know about limestone and spooky stuff. Do you know about limestone and spooky stuff? All I know about limestone is that my father-in-law breaks it every day. (laughs) Okay. So they say like anything that's like limestone, it's like granite and stuff like that. Like it uh, absorbs and like can record energies and things that happen. So like water, like limestone, stuff like that just houses extra energy. So anything bad that happened. It just holds it. It just holds it. And you just you're just charging that battery. Okay. That supernatural battery. So it's kind of like some crystals to people. Yes. Okay. The exterior of the building ended up being comprised of bricks and concrete and is, oh goodness, a Romanesque style, which is what gives it that beautiful castle-like appearance. And let me tell you, it is gorge. I mean, I rolled up to this thing and it was beautiful. I would have never in a million years just driving by it have guessed that it was a reformatory. It just looks like a castle. So like when you say reformatory, like it's a prison? We'll get to that. Okay. Okay. The reformatory was called an intermediate penitentiary since it housed inmates who committed offenses viewed as less atrocious and who were too old for juvenile corrections facilities. So it was either, say, you're jaywalking or petty theft or something of that nature like a like maybe well, not like assault but um just something that is less major or uh, you're like 17 and not ready for big people prison exactly you're not, not ready for big people but you're too young for juvenile juvenile facility yes and that's where they'd stick them what makes this institution so special is that it's truly aimed at reforming those who are sentenced there so it's not one of those drop them in forget about them we don't give a damn about them kind of places they actually wanted these people to get better to go back into society okay so they were exposed to religion education and trades so people would teach them trades so that they would have skills outside of prison to use for jobs and stuff it wasn't just like we're gonna give you a job at the prison that benefits the prison exactly i mean it did benefit because they did stuff around yeah but they gave them you know skills and stuff that they could use outside as well as inside to benefit them each prisoner was given 18 months where they could be released if they showed progress so that was good like everybody just got it's like a short amount of time it's nothing too major it's one of those like get out on good behavior kind of deals yeah The first 150 inmates were placed in the reformatory in 1896. Unfortunately, the state revoked its funding in the early 1960s, and this prompted the reformatory to abort the reform model and convert to a maximum security facility. And that's where shit goes downhill. So they're no longer, oh, like we're going to garden here and we're going to have, you know, that and there might be a barber shop and they're no longer like, oh, Let's, you're you're you've got potential to like lock them down forever. Yeah. Like it's it's not like one of those like, oh, let's do everything in our power to get them ready for society and then send them on. It is. Let's drop them in and forget about it. And who el- who goes to maximum security prisons? Hard core people. Most yep. of the people that was on my list. Yep. Exactly. So now you've got people that have already been there that were the young, not ready for juvenile, you know, too big for juvenile facilities or really nonchalant crimes that they got arrested for. And now they're bringing in these maximum security prisoners. So they didn't move out any of the reformatory people nope. and just moved in they these j- like badass criminals that were like, Ready to fuck shit up. Okay, so I didn't put this in my notes, but I remember it from our tour. There's an attic. Huge. Like, huge attic. Not huge enough. Because apparently, there was a flood or something that happened to a nearby prison. Like, hardcore prison. And they needed to move inmates. So they shoved 
like 200 inmates. It's like 200, 250 into this attic. Of like the bad, to, bad. Together. Of the bad, bad. Yes. No cells, no guards, no nothing. They just put them in there, slapped the door closed, and wished them luck. So Lord knows how many people were getting, you know, shoved in their derrieres and getting their ass kicked. And I don't even want to know. I got a story for that later, just like but a, I don't want to know what happened in there. It's just like a good luck. Yes. Like, it's let's see who makes it out alive because we don't care about these people. Do you know how many people died? Mm-mm. Or like. I don't I don't remember them telling us how many people made it out. I know it was not all of them. Oh, that got like really creepy, like a dog howled just a yes. second ago. <laughs> and I was like, oh, OK. Yeah. I feel like we need to shut off the light for your stories. <laughs> well, we still have the light for out there. By the time the 1980s rolled around, the conditions on the facility had greatly deteriorated. It got so bad that inmates actually sued the state and won. Yeah. Like, they sued them for how bad the place was, and they won. Sometimes I wish people could just see my face. Yes, I wish they could, too, because you're really good at telling a story with it. <laughs> After this successful suit, they began construction on a new facility nearby. And it fin- the old one finally closed for good in December of 1990. Now for the depressing shit. You ready? Because it's. I thought I brought the depressing. You're supposed to I be. I know. Good. I'm horrible today. Sorry, y'all. From 1935 to 1959, Arthur Blatke, I think is how you say that, was a well-respected superintendent, a.k.a. the warden. At the reformatory. His wife was also held in a very high regard. Like a lot of the prisoners actually like respected her. Yeah. And him. Like they he was he came in, he got shit done. He was one of those guys. Like he actually cared about yes. he wanted the prison to be well established and ran well and people treated decent. Like from everything I've been able to read, he was like top notch warden. Unfortunately, in November of 1950, Helen was injured when a handgun discharged while she was reaching into a jewelry box in the family's quarters and died of pneumonia three days later. Like, she that- was reaching into the closet, supposedly, box fell, gun went off, and shot her. And then she died of pneumonia three days later. So I'm assuming she got shot in the lung. I was going to say, that's just like a weird... Yes. Oh, she got shot, but she died of pneumonia. Yeah. Like it was, it was very. It's it's kind of weird to like read it. It sounds kind of weird, but so it's one of those situations where like the warden lived on site because yeah. you said family quarters. Yeah. Okay. Arthur experienced a heart attack in his office and died in fe- on February tenth, nineteen fifty nine. So, wife, accident, dies. Then husband has a heart attack, dies in his office, also in nineteen fifty nine. Wow. Many of the inmates and employees never left the site. At least 215 unclaimed bodies to those who fell victim of influenza, TB, other diseases, and violence were buried in joyless and uncelebrated cemeteries on the grounds. Two of these deaths were guards killed by escape attempts. Like, so people were trying to escape, and they ended up murdering the guards in the process. You would think that they would actually give the guards, like, proper burials instead of just putting them in, like, a random ass cemetery on the grounds like you're never gonna leave you would expect that but because they were like they weren't criminals like they were doing their job they probably had families or you know and then they're just like nope hole in the ground but it might have been that maybe they didn't have families and nobody claimed them so they just tossed them out with the rest i still think that's wrong like they didn't do anything wrong i agree but unfortunately they're there Somewhere. Somewhere. Most of the violence was experienced far from the main areas where there were fewer prying eyes. The perfect place was a deep, dark, and lonely place known as local control, a.k.a. the hole. Literally a hole? Like, I think it's like the basement. Okay. (laughs) From what I've seen at the facility, it's probably, because they called the basement the hole. Like, there's literally a hole in the ground, but there's also, like, room to walk around and like cells down there, I think. Okay. 
At least one of the inmates, doomed to solitary, hung himself in a small space in the ground. Like, I think he was in the actual hole and somehow managed to hang himself. Another man was unable or was able to catch himself ablaze in his cell. Like, somehow caught himself on fire and burned to death in his cell. That's terrible. And if I had to guess, I'm going to assume that that dude was on the third floor. And I'll explain why later. But somebody was up on that third floor. I don't know who, though. One time, the guards were not paying attention. Two men went into the cell, and only one man came out. Because they weren't paying attention. Do your job. I know, right? You had one job, man. Yeah, you had one job. Watch people. (laughs) Then, riots broke out at the facility in the 1930s. 120 rioters were forced to share the 12 solitary cells for a week. They were not given any food or water while they were confined. So you had 120 people in 12 cells, no food or water for a week. So 10 per cell. Yeah. And I'm assuming... The cells are not big. I was going to say, I'm assuming not big, like barely... Like they were probably standing almost at all times like sardines. Sorry. I was just thinking of... Like a, it's like a Southern saying, and I don't know if you know what it is, but my, Ooh, I don't know. but my brother's fiance was talking about it the other day that she had never heard it. And my brother said it. Um, so what you're saying is those cells aren't big enough to whip a cat in. <laughs> no, I've not heard that. You've never heard that. No. I know there's multiple ways to skin a cat. <laughs> no. I've never tried it. No, that's like a saying for like a really small areas. It's not big enough to whip a cat in. Oh, so Clark always says this place isn't big enough to spit in. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't get it, but it's okay. All right. So now I have some spooky information. So visitors have reported being pushed and punched by multiple unseen forces. I can personally attest to this because it happened to me on the third floor. In the back corner. Scared the shit out of me. Literally, we were walking and she was behind me. And I came around a corner and like instantly hair on my neck stood up. And I just like that feeling like someone does not want you there. But we were pushing our luck to see what would happen. <laughs> we should clarify the she that you're talking oh. about is the friend that you went with. Yes. Correct. Not like an apparition. Oh, yeah. Correct. She physical person. <laughs> she does exist. <laughs> But we came around the corner and we got like a, a horrible feeling. And so she kind of hung back a little bit. And I was like, well, I'll, I'm going to walk to see how far I can go. And like the every step that I took, the feeling got worse and worse. I made it to about like the second, third cell. And then it was literally felt like somebody was physically pushing me back. Like they were pissed and they were pushing me. So like I turned around and I booked it. And like I was telling her, I was like, you need to go. Like, go, 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 go. Like, you need to get the fuck out of here. And so she went around the corner. And like, this thing was like pushing me full fledged, like not even giving a shit that it was like a three level drop if I went off the edge. And it was literally a tiny railing and then a drop three levels. And so I got and I ended up running around the corner. But like, as soon as we got around the corner, whatever it was, was like, fuck them. Like, we're done. Like, you're out of my space. I'm good now. And it just left us alone. To be fair, the dead usually don't give a shit if the living die. Yeah, they don't care at all, apparently. Some of them aren't bad, but... In a yeah, place like that, they're not going to care. This one, we were in its space, and it was making it very clear that we were not welcome there. And it was spooky. And ironically, when we went to leave for the night, we asked the guard that was there, we're like, hey, have you had any experiences and he was like, actually, now keep in mind, we did not mention anything. We literally were just like, oh, thanks for walking us out. And then asked the question. And the guy said, he was like, well, this one time I was up on the third floor. He goes, and I walked around the corner and I made it down like a few like cells. And he said that he got pushed. Like he was holding onto the railing and something was trying to push him off the edge. And that's what he was telling us was happened to him. And I'm like, that's really weird because I was up on the third floor and we had the same thing. Only I ran around the corner. I didn't just hang on to the railing because I'm puny. It might have been more aggressive with him since he was a guard. Oh, that's good thinking. But yeah, so it, but it was just so strange that like we hadn't said anything to him. 
we didn't know anything about his stuff and we asked and we had the same experience on the, at the same spot. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, anyway, some have claimed to feel that undeniable or identifiable chill that you hear so much about, like that, you know, you walk in, the temperature drops and all of a sudden, you know, you get the willies and all of that fun stuff, which I just call them the willies. It's kind of like getting cold chills and it's really weird. Yeah. Other experiences were hearing cell door slamming and dark apparitions, which when you went in the attic, there's one door in and one door out. There's no other way to get out of that place. One door. So we went in and we started walking towards the back. And then because we're walking, I got the willies and I was like, something's behind us. I was like, I don't want to turn around. <laughs> I was like, I know it's bad. I don't want to turn around. And she's like, I don't want to turn around either. <laughs> so we just like really slowly like turned around and it was straight up just like shadow man, like by the door, just chilling. And that's the only way out. And this thing was just like leaning up against the wall. Like, you know, think cowboy style when you put like a leg up on the thing and you're leaning back. Yeah. Only it was just jet black looking person and it's creepy yeah so we just kind of stood there we were like what the fuck do we do now we can't leave i'm not fucking walking next to that thing <laughs> we were both trying to figure it out and so we turned back we turned back around and we're just kind of like no like it's like we need to leave it needs to leave i'm like whatever the hell it is i'm like you gotta go I'm like you've got to go i was like we need to get out of here and you're blocking the door you've got to leave we don't want to deal with you just go away Thankfully, whatever the hell that was, it listened. Because when we turned back around, it was gone. And we booked it out of there. Like, we were like <laughs> GTFO. <laughs> like mm. big time. So that was really spooky. And ugh, like I'm talking like goosebumps, got the chills, the whole nine. That one was not very fun. I think we need to go back together. We do. We do. It's only in Ohio. It's like only a few hours away. We just had a long weekend and we just stayed at an Airbnb, which was like super cute. And it was just like old timey, like everything in there was antique and like old fashioned. There was these two old people running it. Like it just, I, I'm not going to lie. I thought I was going to maybe get murdered because you don't think about it. It's like two old people that everything's antique. I was like, this place is fucking haunted. Like, yeah. <laughs> or we're going to die. One of the two. And it had no air conditioning which is why we have that fan right there because we went and bought it at a dollar store at like 10 o'clock at night because we had no, we well, there was a window air conditioner to cool the entire room and we just shared a bed. We just had one bed in the bathroom. <laughs> we were roughing it, but we had a blast, like an absolute blast. We should totally do that. Then we also did a seance in the old chapel area. It started out innocent enough, you know, asking questions. The guy was asking questions leading it. Innocent enough. I feel like that's just inviting someone <laughs> to come home with you. She says, oh, it was innocent. <laughs> well, I'm saying, like, we, we no, like, bitch. <laughs> there's nothing innocent about a seance. Well, we weren't like sacrificing children or goats or anything. I mean, it was literally just asking questions. You he were had inviting something into your space. That could potentially attach to you. That's true. No, thank you. Well, it wasn't that. It really wasn't that bad. So we went there and he had the guy leading it was a ghost hunter. And he had his recording device and he turned it on and started talking and explained what was going on and asked, started asking questions. And then he wanted everybody in the group to ask one question. So we literally all went around and every single person asked a question. What was your question? Uh, I don't remember what my question was. It didn't like my question. I was too worried about the other thing, which I'm getting ready to tell you about because it was fucked up. So we're in the second row. And he gets maybe like third, fourth row. And he starts walking. And I just, I looked at my friend. And I'm like, man, I'm like, I don't feel good. She's like, what? And I'm like, I mean, it was like, a ton of bricks just hit me. I'm like, I'm going to puke. Like, I'm going to throw up. Like, it was horrible. I was like, do you see any trash cans or, like, anything that I could puke in? And we're, like, looking around, and there's, like, nothing in there. Because it's just an old chapel. 
Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. And I was leaning over. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I, I think I'm going to puke. Like, I was like, I'm, I'm going to lose it. And then it was like, I got like goosebumps everywhere. Like all the hair on my arms and everything were standing up. And then I was like, I'm getting dizzy. I'm feeling like I'm going to throw up. And about that time, this girl asked a question. I don't even remember what the question was, but she asked the question. And as soon as she asked the question, there was this huge like thud, like metal, like a metal sheet falling. It sounded like, or like, okay, we're going to bring out the little country here and she'll probably understand what I'm saying. Y'all might not. Sorry, not sorry. Figure it out. You know that sound when you hit a baseball and you hit the garage door? Yeah. Yes. That super loud in the back. Everyone jumped. There's no one back there. There's nothing back there. There's no windows. There's no doors. There's no nothing that could be fucking with the shit. And it's just by itself making noise. And as soon as it made the noise, it like something else sounded like it popped off and then it stopped. And as mo- the moment it stopped, I was totally fine. I wasn't nauseous. I felt great. I wasn't dizzy anymore. Nothing. I was totally fine. So whatever it was, was making me sick. Like literally was making me sick. And so we go through all the stuff and we played it back. So when we play it back, the guy's like listening for things and he hears that big thud. And he's like, well, that's really strange. He's like that, you know, that's probably something he's like, I don't know what would have made that noise other than not us, you know? Yeah. And about that time I like, I just raised my hand. I was like, I'm just curious. I was, like, I was sick. I said, right before that happened, I'm like, I'm talking, I almost puked on your floor. And I was dizzy. And he was like, well, apparently that can happen. Like if people are sensitive and something with a lot of energy comes in, it can make them sick. Yeah. So they think he was like, okay, well, that kind of confirms it. Like some something was in here. We don't know what it wanted or what it was doing, but there was at least... We summoned something. <laughs> we don't know what it is. But nothing came home with me, I swear. And we saged my car and ourselves before we got in. I kept sage in my car just to be on the safe side. Mm-hmm. I was prepared. We did. We're out in the parking lot burning sage and like rubbing it on each other. <laughs> like doing the whole turnaround. And- did anybody else from the group come over and be like, let me get some of that? So I don't know because we left when before everybody else did. Like we still had like an hour of time. But I'm not real good at staying up late because in order for me to stay up that late, I have to not take my medicine. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, eh, kind of iffy. So we ended up leaving for everybody else. But yeah, so that was fun. Yeah, we'll get to more later. Uh, there's more. There's more. Oh, I know there's more. <laughs> I have heard part of the more. Well, here's the more. Here's the last more. Okay. I swear. Okay. So at one point, we split into groups of six. So we all came in groups of twos. Then we split in groups of six. So three groups got together and would go with the little ghost hunter guy. And we would like do our own thing, get some one-on-one time. And like he would show us how he does his ghost hunts and all that stuff, which was really cool. And he was a really nice guy. And he was fucking hilarious. I wish I could remember his name, but he was hilarious. No Zach Baggins. Oh, it was not. It was not the Bagel Bites. <laughs> Sorry, that's from. That's from. Um, uh, that's why we drink. <laughs> so it immediately made me think of that. But no, no ghost hunters of that sort. We were not being recorded on video. But anyway, so we go in groups of six, and we could pick anywhere we wanted to go. Well, my group was like a bunch of followers. So they were like, I don't know. Where do you want to go? I don't know. Where do you want to go? So my friend knows how I am. She's like, well, if she gets the willies, we're in a good spot. So let's send her first. So I'm like leading this pack of people down these like cells. And I'm like, nope, 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 nope. And we got to one and I was like, this one. And they're like, what? I'm like, this one right here. I was like, there's something that's giving me the willies in, in there. And I don't know how I feel about it. But I'm out here and it's over there and I'm already getting the willies. The guy's like, cool. We need some volunteers. You two go in the cell. And we just looked at each other like, oh, my God. Was it you and your friend? <laughs> yeah, or me okay. and my friend. Okay. I didn't know if he just like chose you and some random ass person. Oh, no. So what's interesting is, so we go in 
and he had to sit on the bed. It used to be bunk beds, but you know, it's old and decrepit and like all the original shit's still there. Yeah. So it's like this rusty ass old bed. And so we sit on it. Sounds like this futon when you sit on it. <laughs> That's exactly what it sounded like. So we go in to sit down and we wait maybe five minutes. And like, we're good. You know, we're just like, huh, we're just sitting here. And I'm like, well, maybe my judgment was wrong or something. I'm like, that's weird. Usually my willies are right. And so the guy starts asking questions. And about that time, all of a sudden, which for those of you who don't know me, I am generally a very outgoing person. I am very social. I have been told that I have a lot of like uh, self-confidence, which I don't think I do, but whatever. I am a very big presence in a room is what I'm told. My friend is very shy. Doesn't usually speak up. Meek. Yes. Meek is exactly the word I put in here. <laughs> That's kind of funny that you said that because it's literally the word I used. <laughs> but when we were in that cell and he started asking questions, suddenly I was like clamshell. I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to look at her. I didn't want to do anything. I just wanted to like curl up in a ball and just hide. And she was like telling us, she's like, well, she's like, I feel really angry. Like, I am just angry. She's like, I just, I want to like, basically like she wanted to beat my ass. And she's like, I don't know why. She's like, I'm just angry with you. And I just, you know, was not happy about it. And so we're telling the guy this stuff because he's like, well, do you guys feel anything? Do you see anything? And I was like, well, this is weird. I was like, but. I like I feel scared of her and I am not scared of her. Like she's a sweetheart. <laughs> like yeah. I have no reason to be afraid of her. And I was like I'm not scared, but I feel scared. And she's like I'm not normally angry and I have no reason to be angry at her. She's like but I want to basically I want to beat her ass. And the guys like interesting because in that cell that you guys are in, those two never got along. And apparently one of them I guess like beat the other one to death. Yeah. So I picked the right cell. <laughs> Natasha's intuition wins again. It wins again. That is so weird. What, Literally. That, that I would use the word meek. Once again, the Willies won. Oh. <laughs> I was like, huh, that's like exactly what I said, like twice now. But anyway, if you want to have your own experiences, you can still uh, set up tours and stuff like that. They usually offer some overnight stuff. I think we did ours in like July. I want to say it was July and we got a pretty good deal on it. And like when we went, we they like they gave it, they fed us pizza for dinner and we had like pop and water that we could get in coffee if we wanted it and all that stuff. And there, you could go for the groups. It's kind of like we were free range chickens for a while. For those of you who don't know what free range chickens are, we just kind of wandered around on our own. <laughs> I keep forgetting not everybody knows what I'm saying, but some of the times we were together, like for the seance and stuff, but some of the time we could just walk around and kind of do our own kind of investigating and have our own experiences. So it was a lot of fun. And it's in Mansfield, Ohio. You could just look up uh, Ohio State Reformatory and Google it. And then you can look through and they'll, they'll tell you if they have certain packages and stuff like that going. So it's really awesome. But yeah, so that is the Ohio State Reformatory and all of our goodness we experienced. Yeah, I love I love hearing like the personal experiences because I love it and I hate it at the same time because it like validates. Yeah. And just for clarification for some people who may not know, because I did call your friend Meek. Um, I do know this friend. Yes. <laughs> I she's yeah. just she's just very quiet and shy and yeah, she like the to... opposite of me. But I absolutely love her. So she used to come over to my house all the time. Yeah. She's so, a cool cat. Yeah. So I, I do know this friend. She's a cool gato. <laughs> she's cool <laughs> like El Gato. <laughs> well, the, she's not that kind of cool. But but yeah, so there's that. So let's get on to the housekeeping. So I wanted to point out um, we're going to do something a little funky with the Patreon for the next couple months. So we understand that we personally would be like, well, do we want to pay five bucks for like, you know, one episode on there and like whatever. So what we're going to do is every other week we're going to 
But we're going to record a Patreon episode every other week for the next two months. That'll get you like four or five going by the time it's rocking. And then we'll go back down to once a month. Just We wanted to give you guys a little extra meat in there because we know it's kind of skimpy. And we wanted to make it worth your five bucks. Yeah. And it's kind of like a thank you also to the people who have already subscribed. Like, here's some extra content. But then also for the people who really like what we're doing here and really want to hear more and want to subscribe but didn't want to subscribe for just one episode right now and wanted to like wait we just wanted to give them a little extra meat too well rumor has it when we're drinking we're a lot of fun good (laughs) but yeah so we're gonna do that um another thing that we're looking at is posting if you're a patreon subscriber of any tier we're going to post the episodes a day or two early just to give you guys early access to the episodes that we normally post Sunday morning. So it'll give you guys even an additional perk for signing up instead of just having the extra content and, and all of that. So we got that. That's getting ready to start. Um, but just keep in mind, it's not going to be every other week forever. It's just going to be every other week for a couple months. And then we'll go back to once a month. Also, speaking of the Patreon, you can sign up for the Patreon at patreon.com slash threadrumpodcasters. We do have the dollar tier for a shout out and a $5 tier for a shout out and bonus material. And apparently now we get to have early access for both. So I can add that in as a perk. Yay. Um, You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we are officially on TikTok. I don't know anything about TikTok. Guys, help. <laughs> I'm so excited. So you can find us. Um, so the TikTok handle is a little bit different than the rest of our handles because people like to take usernames. So we are the Red Rum Podcasters 23 on TikTok. And I think we're going to have one posted by the time you listen to this. Oh, At least one. We're going to have stuff posted by the time. Man, now I got to like do something with my hair and my makeup for these people. All the time. You ain't got to do nothing because I'm coming from work looking like a trash can. Well, let's okay. Let me clarify. Whenever I say I'm coming from work looking like a trash can where we work, like you can't wear makeup, no perfume, no hair stuff, no makeup, no lotion that's scented, nothing. You want to know why? Because we are helping these people. Yeah, we make um, medical products and especially in on the level that I work on, we build things that help in vitro fertilization yes, and are any, very sensitive and any of those perfumes and stuff like that. It's very sensitive to that kind of stuff and it could potentially make it not work. And we want people to have all the babies they want. Yes. Try to. Yeah. We don't want it to be our fault that y'all can't have a baby. Yeah. So, I don't work with those. I work with needles. So I get stabbed all day long. So it's a good time. I do stints. <laughs> um, but I'm going to look like a dumpster fire. On my TikToks. But you know what? I really don't care because it's all about the content. I'll, tr- I'll try not to. This morning I looked like a total dumpster fire. I almost didn't even put a bra on, but I got to go to the grocery store. So I figured I might as well while I'm getting ready. Please tell me you're wearing that pretty little robe. Oh, my sexy robe. Oh, yeah. I've got this nice pink flowered robe. It's not flowers. Or hearts. Sorry. Hearts. My other one's flowers. <laughs> but it's hearts and it's fuzzy and it's got a little like brim on the front. Yeah, I'm like big pimping right now. I love it when you. Which is so. What's so funny is underneath it, I'm like all black. Yeah, you're and dark, and then I have this like pink heart filled robe. I will say this: at least it's like my personality. At least you're dressed today. Usually, (laughs) like for the last two weeks, whenever I've come over to record, she's sitting here in her nightgown. Hey, which I changed into a new nightgown for you. Okay, I feel so special. It was a fresh nighty. I feel very special. Like I showered and changed just for you. I know. I even put a little like eye makeup on today. We're getting there. I got to go to the oh store and pretend to be human. Yeah, like I said, we've got speech therapy today, so I have to go deal with therapists. All right. Well, let's see here. That's social media. Check. That's Patreon. Check. Are we missing anything else? I think that's it. All right. Well, in that case, everybody have a good week and a happy 4th of July and enjoy I know most people that listen get the day off, so enjoy your day off. And I took an enjoy, extra day off. I think I'm going to, too. Um, enjoy all of your barbecues and swimming and fireworks and family time, if that's your thing. 
Um, if not, enjoy sitting on the couch watching TV. That's cool too. Yeah. Um, For those of you who are not in the United States, still have a good day. You don't have yeah. to celebrate our, our holidays. So we still love you. Yes. <laughs> You're just missing out on fireworks and food. And really good food if you oh, live in, in, in so small good. towns. Man, you just... Mm. Mm. All righty. Keep your fingers. Yes. Please. Keep fingers. Uh, don't light your house on fire. Take precautions. Uh, yeah, please don't end up in the ER. Please keep an eye on your children if they have fireworks. Yes. Or sparklers. <laughs> yes. Um, We've seen a few accidents in our day. <laughs> yeah. But all righty. See you next time. And stay, stay strange. strange.